Okay, you've been floundering around with web meetings and you're just getting by. But what if you had 10 easy, advanced tricks that you could start using right now with Zoom? Okay, I'm Julie Holmes, I'm your sales tech expert. And if you stay tuned, you're gonna learn how to Zoom up your Zoom. This is the Smarter Sales Show. You are listening to The Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Welcome to The Smarter Sales Show, the weekly tech tips and technique tune-up for sales professionals who want to sell more and stress less with a special focus on virtual selling. I'm Merit Khan, joined by my co-host, Julie Holmes. I teach her the sales technique, and she counterpunches with the sales technology. And when that happens, you win. <laughs> this is part two of our four-pack of episodes on building relationships and rapport virtually. Be sure to check out the bonus content because Julie is about to unleash on you a ton of tech you do not want to miss. Check the link in the podcast show notes or in the attachment section if you're watching us on the Sales Expert channel on the Bright Talk platform. So if you're ready, without further ado... Let's get smarter in sales. <laughs> woo, woo. All right. I've been playing a game. That's how I'm going to start this, Mara. And I have no doubt you've been playing a game. And everybody who's listening, you've been playing a game, whether you admit it or not. And we call that Zoom bingo. <laughs> we've been playing Zoom bingo. Now, in this episode, let's be super clear. I'm going to be talking specifically about Zoom. But many of the concepts and the strategies I'm going to share with you can be applied to any virtual meeting platform. And they're so similar now. So rest easy. If you're not a Zoom aficionado, what, how is that possible? Then you'll be able to leverage these, whether you're using uh, Cisco's GoToMeeting or GoToWebinar or Microsoft Teams or you name it, you'll be able to use it. But let's talk about Zoom bingo for a minute. Now, I want you to just in your mind, I'm going to give you just a second. What is the phrase that you hear all the time on Zoom I know. that makes you like want to slap a bingo button? What is I it, know. Mary? You're muted. You're, You're muted. Okay. That is number one. That's the free space because it's a given. I, I can't even think the last time I was on a Zoom call where somebody didn't have to say the words, I can't hear you. You're muted. You're muted. You're still muted. Okay. Okay. But there's other ones, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I got disconnected. Um, oh, your camera isn't on. Um, is that your laundry behind you? That's always a good one. I have seen all kinds of fun things. I have a little list that I keep track of things I've seen in people's backgrounds. Um, that's your pet that has walked across the screen. In my case, jumped on my lap because I have a puppy. Um, and then here's the one that I always like. Um, and that's me marking off the box that says, nobody really believes that you're actually sitting on a beach right now. <laughs> or my favorite is that, that feel like grass. Like it just you, I think about that that movie, you know, where it's like the little ants, and it's just like <laughs> you're like, why do you have to like, honey? I shrunk, honey. Yeah. I shrunk a sales professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you're not in a grassy like field. Like stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're not fooling anybody with that virtual background. No. You're absolutely not fooling anybody. But here's the thing that I always think is so interesting when it comes to sales and Zoom, and that is many of us have gotten good with Zoom. And that's kind of where we've left it. 
you know, but every moment that we spend with our prospects is an opportunity to build a relationship. And if we're not using that medium to the best of our ability, it's kind of like walking in with like a nice business suit and tennis shoes on, right? Or it's like walking in, but like walking in backwards because you haven't quite mastered the art of walking into an office yet. Like this is your new platform. You better like sign up to like make magic with it. Yeah. So I thought I would jump the the gun and I would just, you know what, rather than doing some like fancy, mancy, whatever, like, I'm going to tell you all about this one feature. This is like a shotgun, you know, machine gun approach. I'm going to give you 10 awesome advanced tips that you can use on zoom. And again, they'll apply across multiple platforms. So we're going to go fast and furious, but if you pick up just even one or two of these, you will be so much better off. Like you will look like you are the professional you are meant to be on every sales call. So 10 tips and strategies to stand out when you Zoom with your prospects or your clients. Now I've broken these up into three categories. The first category is around getting connected. The second one is connecting with prospects. And the third one is connecting in the event of an emergency. So in case of an emergency, air masks will drop down from the ceiling above. Merit, I know you have one of those in your office. I feel like you should, I should have warned you to have that ready for this. Oh my gosh, you're so good. Yeah, oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling above you in the event of an emergency. Please put your own mask on before uh, helping any of your other fellow sales colleagues. Okay, so let's get connected. All right, first up, the first thing is, is to change your Zoom ID. Um, Right, here's the deal. You have a couple different ways that your Zoom or meeting ID can work. And one way is that you can get a new Zoom ID every time you create a meeting. But here's what I would encourage you to consider. Consider Zoom to be your personal office and set it up so you're ready for guests. In other words, like I have one office in my office building. I don't need to have 55 different ones. Now, sometimes if I've got back-to-back meetings and I want to come off and go back on, that's great. And for more formal presentations, that makes total sense. But if you just want to have a place where you can say, oh, yeah, you know what? Why don't you just meet me in my office? Just just come on down to my office anytime and we'll get together. In that case, you don't want to have random Zoom links created. Also, by changing what your Zoom meeting ID is, it's really easy for you to tell people what it is because it's always going to be the same. Can I say what I, you told me that tip a long time ago and I've been using that and I actually set up with my clients, um, merits office hours. So I have certain timeframes that they always know I will be in my office and I just, they have my, my unique zoom link that I only give to clients, um, for those meetings and it's, you know, it's just easy for them. They don't have to register for a certain time or something. They just, it would be as if they're just walking down the hall and they just like, Hey Merritt, I have a quick question and my clients love it. And it helps me like be more available to them. They have got those quick coaching issues. Sometimes they're listening in, uh, when appropriate to other people. So they're kind of getting the opportunity to get coaching from someone else. And that it just, it's super helpful when they know like, oh, this is Merit Zoom link. So yeah, that's a great tip. Yeah. So, so get that unique identifier. And then my recommendation is if you're going to put a unique identifier on there and you want to make up a number, just use your mobile phone number or use your office phone number, because then you don't even have to learn a new phone number. 
You don't even have to learn a new Zoom ID number. You just use your phone number. So that's the first tip is to change your Zoom ID. Okay, second tip, get your own URL. Once you've got that Zoom ID created, getting your own URL means that you never have to tell anybody, go to zoom.com and then find the link that says join a meeting. And then when you get to join a meeting, then you're going to type in the number that I'm about to give you. Skip all of that. You get a URL. So you get your own domain. Like mine is juliezoom.com. Merits is meritzoom.com. You can say, you know, meet with Bob, um, you know, meet me now, whatever you want, go and get your own domain. It's going to cost you a whopping eight to $10 a year for this service. And hopefully you are willing to splurge on that. But once you do now, all you have to do is just tell people, oh yeah, just, just go meet me in my office. Here's the address for it. And they never have to jump through any of those Zoom hoops again. And you will look like the cat's meow. I don't know what the cat's meow looks like, but you will totally look like the cat's meow. Rockstar. <laughs> That's number two. Number three, hit record. Now you can actually turn on a setting in your Zoom that will auto record every Zoom meeting that you're on. But barring that, if you don't want to record every Zoom meeting, go ahead and hit record for all of your client meetings. Now you do want to tell them that you're hitting record. And if you're looking for the right language around how to hit record and how to let your clients know, be really clear that you would like to record the meeting with their permission because it enables you to stay completely focused on them and to not to have to take such copious notes behind the scenes. Remember, anytime we do anything for our clients, we always want to make sure that we frame it in a way that is benefit to them, not to us. In reality, it does help us that we don't have to take such copious notes, but it also means that we can go back and re-listen to what they said. And remember, we've talked before about tools that will help me analyze the calls that I have with my prospects, but it allows me to go back and really listen to what they're saying. Okay, so hit record so you can share it. That's number three. Ah, number four. Number four is an emotional one for many people. And I understand that it's emotional, but what I really want you to do is to get over it. And that is turn on your damn cameras. Yes. Oh my gosh. I get it. And don't, you know, and it's not just you, by the way, that has camera fatigue. It's not just you. There's actually studies that have been done about the zoom exhaustion and zoom fatigue that's happening. And it's hard to see ourselves on video all day. It is exhausting. And there are studies that prove it, but it is also really, really valuable. Now, the thing that I always hear when I work with people on getting their technology set up for sales and getting systems put in place around their businesses, well, but my client didn't have theirs turned on or my prospect didn't have their camera turned on. Don't care. Doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Turn your damn camera on. You should always have your camera on. You are not turning on your camera for your benefit. You're turning on your camera for their benefit. So switch on your camera. And then while you're at it, look at the camera. Like, I know that's kind of like, you feel like that would be obvious, but I promise it's not. Because if you're watching the video of this right now, this is me looking at a camera. This is me not looking at a camera. This is me looking far below the camera. This is me looking to see where my next beverage is coming from. But this is not me looking at the camera when I'm looking all over the place. And it makes people feel disconnected from you. Yeah. So turn on your camera every single time. All right. How are you doing so far, Merritt? Have I overwhelmed you yet? 
no, so far so good. Last year. So far so good. I think I think everything you're saying makes so much sense. That that piece about looking in the camera, we just really have to remember that it is for their benefit. And so I think the hardest situations are, you know, when when you're selling to someone else and they don't have their camera on and you're just like looking at their name on the screen or something, it's a little off-putting, but just keep looking at the camera because all that matters is on their end, they're seeing you looking directly at them. And it's the conversation experience that they need. You don't yeah, need yeah. that rapport to do business with them. They need that rapport. They need to feel connected and like they can trust you. And that's what they're getting from their experience. So that's all that really matters. Yeah. And if yeah, you're struggling, struggling looking at the camera, camera here's an additional, additional tip. tip. Oh my gosh, there's too many. I have more than 10. Here's an additional tip, and that is to put a picture or a post-it note or a big arrow right next to your camera lens, and that will be your visual reminder that that's where you're supposed to look. I mean, you can just put a post-it note up there that says, look here with a big arrow, and that will help you remember that that's where you need to look. But it makes a massive difference to people on the other end. And if you don't believe me, just do some testing with some of your colleagues or friends, and you'll see exactly what I mean. Okay, last but not least in the Get Connected section, I have put one of the less used features but most valuable features for sales and that's called the waiting room. Now in Zoom, you have a choice as to whether or not you put people into waiting rooms or not. Now there's a lot of different security measures that were put in place to help avoid kind of the whole Zoom bombing thing where you would get random people showing up in your Zoom because that it must have worked for somebody at some time um, as a strategy for, um, you know, selling, you know, things from the dark web. But sadly, that's, uh, you know, that's just not working. Now, you can do that by having passcodes and having all kinds of things like that. I personally don't have passcodes on my Zoom meetings because it's just one too many barriers when I'm selling. So what I do instead is I have a waiting room. And that means that the only people that can come into my Zoom rooms are the people that I approve to come in my Zoom rooms. I have to allow them in. And until they come into my Zoom room, they are in my Zoom waiting room. Now, that's great just from a security perspective. But what needs to be the next step when you're leveraging Zoom waiting rooms is that you're actually branding that waiting room. So within that waiting room, you have the ability to put a welcome message and you have the ability to put a logo. So for example, you could have your logo and a welcome message that says something very polite, like, um, you know, thanks for joining this meeting. Julie will be inviting you in shortly, just as if they were coming into your office and you were one of the cool people that used to have um, a receptionist out front. I was never that person, but I would like to imagine that I was. What would they say? Oh, thank you for coming. Please have a seat. Somebody will be right with you. Now you can also put some cute, funny things in there. Like you can put like, you know, here's a quick math question to keep you busy while you wait, or here, here's a link to go look at our catalog while you wait. So if they're coming in too early, you might want to give them something to do, but for the most part, you really just want to have a nice place for them to stay. And you can put an image in there as well. So that can be your logo or your picture, something to help build rapport. Um, that's a great point because we actually did have somebody uh, type a question into the chat and they said, you know, be careful of using that one link for everything like that, you know, the custom URL, because a client sometimes might run long or they, or, you know, it may involve other people. And if you're using one link, someone could come in when they shouldn't. So that's where those waiting rooms are so incredibly valuable and that gives you that control. So like when I have my office hours, everybody has the same link 
And I set the expectation that, you know, you can drop in at any time. Please know that I may be with someone. If it's going to be something that takes a long time, I'll ask you to, you know, call back at a certain time or something like that. But um, that's a great, a great tip. So thank you to uh, our listener viewer who typed that into the chat. Um, That kind of brings up, um, and I think everything that you said in that get connected section, Julie, just makes so much sense. And, and I'm going to up my own game on some of those things. That <laughs> I like the idea of just having something to engage them in the waiting room like that. I have it branded and everything's fine, but I hadn't thought about that. And I think that could just be something fun. Like one of those like word puzzles or something like that would be kind of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah. And when it comes to tech, you know, things that help you build relationships with prospects and sales, um, you know, the the sales training content that's taught by the team at Select Sales is really top notch because they do incorporate that technology piece into their technique training. And I I think that's really going to be the secret sauce moving forward because we're never going to not be in a virtual world or hybrid world anymore. Um, So on the Smarter Sales Show, we like to talk about, you know, products and services that have that tech and technique blend to them. Um, What the Select team has built this entire digital library of content on demand. And so they have all these sales challenges and all their content is going to solve the sales challenge. If you are kind of one of those like done for you type people, they have these, um, you know, one-on-one coaching and consulting projects so that you can cut to the chase and the sales professional will really essentially ride shotgun with you on any deal that you're dealing with. Um, If you prefer something sort of in the middle of the road, then the select sales membership a professional membership might be just the right thing to give you access to coaching and a community where you can kind of get real-time feedback and interaction with a professional coach. And if you just want the DIY stuff, you just go and grab one of their uh, topics on a particular sales issue and and go, you've got everything you need. So uh, check out selectsales.com. It's select with two L's because it's all about the sell. So S-E-L-L-E-C-T sales.com. So check that out. Tons of great information there. So make sure that you go and check that out. And, and just remember that if the first interaction that a prospect is having with you is on Zoom, then you want to make sure that you're setting the right tone and you want to make sure that you're hitting the right note. That way you've got the perfect relationship going. So now let's move on to talk about how you can leverage um, some Zoom technology to connect with your prospects more. So section two, connecting with the prospects. Okay. Web meeting tools are one of your best assets as a sales rep. Make sure that you're an expert. It's important that you master this platform more than anything else. Like, you know, you wouldn't go in without having prepared for the sales meeting. And this is one of those tools that you need to be using to prepare for. Now, when it comes to connecting with your prospects, one of the first things that you should do when they arrive onto your call is to start by setting some really clear expectations. Now, this is one of the things that Merritt's always talked about in terms of, you know, how do you set expectations around a sale? And, you know, whenever it comes to like that sales technique, you know, Merritt's the go-to person for all of that. 
And so what I've done is I've taken that concept of the technique of making sure that you set expectations. And now we're going to do it around the technology as well. And that means that when people join a web meeting, I'm going to sit there and say, great, I'm so glad you joined our meeting. In fact, why don't you all, you know, and I'll make a joke of it. Why don't you all come on in, have a seat, um, join me around the conference table. Do you know what? I would really appreciate it if, um, make sure that your name is updated on here because, you know, we don't always know each other and that's really really helpful for people. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and make sure that we've got our cameras turned on because it's just going to be a lot easier for us to interact and make sure we're not stepping on each other when we talk. And I would love it if this was as interactive as possible. You know, this is not just a presentation like I'm here to have a conversation with you. And the more that we can interact, the easier it is. Now, what I've done is very quickly, I've set an expectation that they are going to be interacting with me, that they're going to have their names on, their cameras turned on. No, I can't make them do any of that. But most of the time, people will do it if you just give them a little bit of a nudge. And by doing that, you're actually setting yourself up for success because being able to see your prospect is going to really help you with some of those nonverbal cues that we really miss by not being in person when we're selling virtually. Yeah, you can set the expectation that, hey, this isn't going to be a dog and pony show. I really, I want to check in with you periodically. I want to see, like, it's hard for me. Or, if, you know, if, if they don't take you up on turning on their camera, it's like, you know, I, you know, if we were in person, I would kind of, I would notice, like, if you looked bored. So, you know, can, you know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to check in and, you know, just, is that okay? Yeah. You know, you can remind them, look, we're all wearing yoga pants. Nobody's miskidding. Nobody is is misunderstanding that. Like we're all wearing yoga pants and slippers and do, by the way, like, here's another kind of a tip on top of that one. Feel free to put those expectations in your meeting invite, Mm. right? This is going to be a cameras on meeting. Um, You know, make sure that you, you know, you know, make sure that you got some clothes on. Like whatever you need to say, right? That fits who you are and fits the the model of your organization. That's awesome. All right, um, number seven. Now, number seven is an interesting one because I see this happen far too often. And that is people who share their screen. And by sharing their screen, I mean, they share their whole screen. I mean, they share their desktop. And here's the problem with sharing your desktop. Get it? It's easy because it's the first button that you've got up there. However, the problem is, is that a lot of things are going to be popping up on your desktop. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like going to get something out of your briefcase to show the prospect. But instead, you've opened up your briefcase, you've turned it over and you've emptied it out on the conference room table. And then you're sifting through it and going, aha, here's the paper I wanted to show you. But along with that paper, you've also showed them um, a hair clip and um, some lipstick. A granola bar. You know, there's a granola granola bar bar there. Absolutely. That mini bottle of scotch that you took from your hotel room. Like it's all in there. So listen, you don't want to do that. Don't show your desktop unless you legitimately know what you're doing and you want to show your desktop. Instead, Make sure that you're taking that a step farther and showing just the app that you want them to see. Mm. And not just the app, but like the specific tab of your Chrome window that you want them to see or the specific PDF. Now, in addition, of course, it's always best practice to close everything else down when you're talking to a prospect. So it's going to help you to stay focused. You're not going to have messages pinging up on your WhatsApp and on your text messages and everywhere else. But You want to make sure that when you use that share screen functionality, you are sharing specifically the thing that you want them to see. Nothing more, nothing less. I want to leave a little bit to the imagination. 
that is so important. I, and, and here's another reason why that is important. I was on a, a, someone else's zoom call the other day, they were selling to me. And what I noticed was they, they had shared their whole screen and I could see all of the apps and things that they had in their, on their dock, right. They were a Mac user and it had like something like 735 emails, <laughs> like a badge that said that. And all of a sudden I had this feeling like, oh my God, this person has no concept of how to organize themselves. And if I'm giving, if I'm one of their clients and I send them a message, I have no confidence that it's not going to just get lumped into one of those messages that they haven't bothered to respond to. So even things like badges, it's sending a message. It would be like looking around. Like I wouldn't invite somebody into a messy office. I would clean up if I would, if they were coming to my office in person. Right. So you got to kind of clean up and, and recognize that everything on the screen is telling your prospects something about how you do business, how you organize your life, all of that. Absolutely. That is such a great example. And now I need to go turn off my notifications on my, on my email. (laughs) All right. Number eight, number eight is to leverage the really cool whiteboard and markup capability that exists in your meeting platforms. Now it's not that you don't need to go and do markups all the time. Although the more you can use markups and the more you can draw on your screen and on your platform, the better off you are. And I'll tell you why. Our eye is drawn to movement. And one of the things that happens is we show a document and then we just proceed to read through that document. And you're a couple of seconds in and they're already like looking over and they're like, whatever, you're just reading this to me. And it's not very interactive and there's not a lot happening right there that's going to build rapport. So instead, one of the great strategies that you can use is particularly when you're going through documents right? Particularly when you're going through documents like a contract. Oh, we love going through contracts together and proposals, any of those, put that up on the screen and then mark it up. So even as you're going along, you might underline something that's really important, or you might use the highlighter and you might put a circle around something that you want to call out or an arrow. If they have a question, you can put a question mark next to it and they're going to feel very validated and heard as you are marking things up that they mention or ask about. And that's a really cool bit of technology. And of course, you can save those markups. Um, So you can do that either by using the Zoom technology. Of course, if you're using like Adobe Acrobat, you can also do that by sharing Adobe Acrobat screen and doing a markup on the Adobe Acrobat screen. So there's a lot of different ways that you can go about doing that. But really ask yourself, like if I was sitting with them and we were sitting side by side and we had this one printed out piece of paper between us, what would it look like? How would I interact with them and this piece of paper to keep them involved and engaged and to make them feel heard? And that's exactly what you should continue to do in your Zoom meeting. Love that. Yeah. (gasps) Number nine. Number nine is using breakout rooms. Okay. Now, ah. Merit's got a great story about using breakout rooms because she is a superstar for sales strategy. So Merit, do you want to tell your breakout room story? My breakout room story. I'm not sure which particular breakout room you're talking about. I was thinking about the one where they needed to discuss, they wanted to discuss your proposal. Mm. Do you remember that one? I do remember that one. There Um, you go. And, and it came out of, you know, this is a great example of how I used to technology to 
put into the virtual world something that I had done in real life. So in real life, this one time, I'll just tell this part quickly. I went, I had a, a face-to-face meeting this with this team and they were, you know, deciding and they gave me the automatic stall and put off at the end, like, well, you know, we really need to discuss this together and then we'll get back to you. And I said, great, you know what? I need to use the ladies room. Um, why don't I just, I'll step out. And then when you guys have discussed it, I'll come back and then we can kind of decide, you know, you can let me know what's happening. And they were like, so taken aback that they did it. You're like, I went to the ladies room. I waited in the hallway. They came back and we got the deal done. And so I was thinking like, how do I duplicate that in, in a, on a sales call when it's virtual? And I didn't know when they were going to have another team meeting. So in my virtual meeting, I said, well, great. You know, uh, it was the same kind of thing. Like, well, we're going to need to talk about this, blah, blah, blah on our own. And I said, perfect. Let me open up a breakout room. It'll be private for you. And then when you're done, just click the button that says rejoin the main room. And then we can talk about, you know, and now you guys have, you don't have to set aside and you don't have to deal with setting up another meeting and all of that. We can just get it done. And they were like, that's actually a really great idea. And so it shortened my sales cycle because I knew how to use breakout rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, right? Is to really think about what is it that you're trying to accomplish in your meeting. And it isn't, it isn't a meeting so that you can hear yourself talk. That is never the goal of being on a zoom. And if it is, is. I don't want to be on your zoom. Please don't send us a meeting invite to whatever Zoom you're doing. We don't want to be on it because that sounds like a horrible Zoom meeting. Like if Zoom could get any worse, that would be what it would be worse at. Instead, what is it you're trying to accomplish with the Zoom? And if there are times where you would ask people in real life, if you would say to someone, all right, listen, why don't Mer- why don't you and um, Steve, why don't you two work together for a few minutes and see if you can come up with kind of maybe five options for how we could get this delivered in the time frame we've got. And you know what, I'm going to step over here and we're just going to have a quick sidebar conversation about, about, um, you know, how we can um, split the budget for this project. We want to hire you merit, um, but we're going to need to, to split the budget and we're going to do that in a couple different ways. So we're going to come over here and talk about the money side of it. And then let's rendezvous back here in about 10 minutes. And then what, what merit did was a, a great example of recognizing that just like in real life, they might be struggling to find a time for everyone to meet. And if you have everyone there right then, man, be all over that, you know, let them know, you know, that's, this is a great time for us to use a breakout room. So you guys can have that conversation. So a great bit of technology. Um, again, a shout out to, to our listener who was talking about, you know, when you're sharing your screen, um, having a second monitor is a great idea because you can have that second monitor and that's what you can share. Even in that situation, I would never share a whole screen. You just never know what's going to pop up. Always share a specific app, but boy, you'll never hear me complain about having two, three or four monitors. I have two monitors all the time. Um, I just could not function with fewer than that. You so every that. moment you are on Zoom, you are showing your prospect what you'll be like to work with. So what exactly are you showing them? And are you happy with that? Mm. So be really careful about that presentation that you're giving them. All right. The last tip and a bonus, uh, last tip and two bonuses, actually. So connecting in the event of an emergency. 
Okay. We could do a whole show on emergencies and what to do in case. In fact, we do, we we've actually done an entire presentation on um, what to do in the event of an emergency in virtual sales. We did that with a client not too long ago. Didn't we merit? Yes, we did. It was awesome. So if you're wondering, uh, oh my gosh, do we know how to deal with all the emergencies that might happen in our virtual selling world? The answer is maybe not. And if so, you should call us, but barring that, the very biggest tip that I can offer is that when you go to start your Zoom meeting, if it's a particularly important meeting, make sure right at the beginning that you exchange info at the start and set a plan for what happens if somebody gets disconnected. Now, in addition to that, I'll offer you the second tip. See, it's more than 10. I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay within 10. And that is to have a co-host. Wherever possible on every meeting, you should have a co-host that is a colleague. Even if you have to make a client a co-host, I would just call it out. Listen, you know what? Sometimes people get disconnected. Invariably, the more important my meeting, the more likely there's going to be power works happening outside my house. So just to be on the safe side, I always like to do this right at the beginning, a little house cleaning. And that is, I'm going to make you a co-host so that just in case I get disconnected, you don't get kicked off. In addition, here's my mobile number. So that if anything happens or you can't hear me, you have a way to message me. Would it be okay if I got your mobile number as well in case I need it? Now, we've just accomplished a couple of really key things with that. First, of course, is we've made an awesome plan. That's just so good. Second, we've told the client, don't worry, I can handle anything that comes at us. I am super organized, totally prepared. Nothing is going to rock my world, including your project or your, your need or your service that you're asking me to deliver. The third thing I've done is I've gotten permission to get their mobile phone number so that I can contact them now or in the future. So really good. Now, that doesn't mean go put them on a call list. Don't be ludicrous. But it does mean that you can send them a quick text message and go, just wanted to make sure I have the right number for you. And thanks so much for your call. You know, it was great talking to you. Now, here's Murphy's Law of Zoom. Does anybody remember Murphy's Law? We used to always have like the Murphy's Law books. We used to think those were great. So Murphy's Law of Zoom. Yeah. If you prepare for everything to go wrong, it never will. The more you prepare for things to go wrong, the less likely they are to go wrong. That is Murphy's Law. But the less you prepare, the more likely it's all going to fall apart. Now, I promise some bonuses and I plan to deliver on those. So the first bonus is I've put an instruction sheet in the additional tools and resources uh, page that we have for you. I've put a sheet in there, a couple of sheets, a document. It's actually more than a sheet. It's a document that outlines how to go about setting up your own Zoom meeting ID and in order to create a URL and connect that URL to your Zoom meeting ID. So there's a bonus bit of content out there. And Merritt and I have also put our emergency preparedness guide for Zoom presentations for virtual meetings. So that ebook is also out there and it goes through a whole bunch of different things that could go wrong and how you should prepare for those to help prevent them from going wrong and what you should do if they went wrong anyway. So we've got all those resources out there for you. You went really fast, Merit. You did. You did. And uh, there, I mean, that bonus emergency guide is is gold. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, if you have done more than three Zoom or Teams or any kind of virtual meeting over the last year and a half, uh, you have come across a situation where the power went out, the light went out, your microphone failed. And so 
this emer that emergency guide really gives you that sense of confidence that you've really thought of everything. Um, I, I just feel like you just, you really did bombard us with some good information. And when I'm taken away, there's a few things I wrote on my list of things that I could even do better. Number one was that waiting room and really using that as an opportunity to brand and create some engagement and do a fun activity, keep them busy. That second one was um, about using plan, which is something that we've talked about, my, my acronym for uh, purpose, logistics, agenda, and next step. But to use that in the meeting invite so that people know whether it's a camera on, camera off thing, like that's super helpful. And, um, and also to set the expectation. You know, you could say that in the, in the meeting invite, it would just be like, you know, and during our time together, you know, we can, we can use a, a breakout room so that you and, you know, you and your teammates can talk before we make the decision, whatever. So you can use that um, and just letting them know that up front, both in the meeting invite and at the beginning of the meeting. I think that's really great, um, great coaching about how to use the technology to, to set you apart, to differentiate kind of reminds me of, you know, the, the theme, the four pack that we did on differentiation. So some okay. of previous episodes, if you haven't watched those, um, check them out because there's some great ideas and a, a huge um, bonus resources page just on differentiation. And this can be a differentiator. You know, when you think about everybody's using Zoom or some version of, um, but the ways that you use it, the ways that you relate to people, the ways that you use the technology just to create the relationship and form that rapport, that's unique to you. And, you know, these little things just are that slight edge that, that takes the same thing um, and, and makes it, you know, unique. Um, I do see a, a note in the chat. And for some reason, the attachment links that we've been talking about did not attach yet to this episode. So if you're listening live, um, you're frustrated because you don't see anything in the attachments, check in in like a moment. So as soon as the episode ends, then we'll be able to load in that attachments. The other thing you can do is log into a previous episode. So um, there, those you'll also find on, on our page on the sales experts channel. And it's the, it's the pack that says uh, relationship. So the URL is TSSS, the smarter sales show dot VIP forward slash resources dash relationships, relationships with an S. So if you, that's your URL or give us a moment after the show and we'll get it to you. Absolutely. So here's my challenge for you. You could definitely learn something more about Zoom. Almost everybody could learn something more about Zoom. So I would challenge you to give an hour on your calendar this week, an hour, and go learn something new about the platform that you essentially are relying on to sell and interact with people. And whether you want to use that hour and go set up your own Zoom link using our resources or to review the emergency guide, or whether you want to go watch one of the videos that's on the Zoom platform itself, or whether you want to go to go to meeting or YouTube or whatever, just give yourself an hour to get better at being on Zoom or on whatever virtual meeting or web meeting platform you use. It's important and it makes a difference. Mm. What are you going to do next week, Merit? Next week, I'm going to talk about the most important relationship in sales, the one that you have to master above all others. So I'm going to 
I'm going to tease it a little bit like that because we've been talking in this four pack about building virtual relationships. And I want to take us to some real, I want to have a real straightforward conversation with you about the things that you need to focus on to build the most important relationship that will have you sell more or that will keep you frustrated and keep you stuck. And we don't want that for our audience. We want our super fans to have all the resources and tools that they need to master every relationship in sales. So that's, that's what I'm going to tease you with for right now. So well, we would love to know how you feel about your relationship with us. <laughs> and then by that, I mean, we want to know what you have to say about the Smarter Sales Show. So if you, I know we know you're busy, we get it, we feel for you, you know, so let's make everything a lot easier for you. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, first go out there and subscribe because that's going to make it really easy. You don't have to remember. It'll just show up in your feed every week. Second thing that you should do is, oh my gosh, write a review write a review, give us some feedback. You know, we want to make this show as valuable for you as possible. Um, I mean, we do, you know, we do love this stuff, but we want to make sure that you are getting what you need from it as well. So take a moment, leave us a review. It'll only take you 60 seconds or less. And hopefully you've gotten more than 60 seconds worth of awesomeness out of this episode. Absolutely. And some of you have, have sent us uh, emails. Our email is hello at the smarter We've heard from you about questions that you want us to address on future episodes, which we love because we will definitely uh, do give you the content that you are asking for. And also we've heard questions about, you know, how do you work with people, which is a great, uh, we, we love doing that. We love serving our audience in some deeper, more customized ways. We do VIP coaching days. I've got group coaching programs. Um, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can work with Julie and I separately. Or if you've got a, an event, a sales kickoff, a sales meeting, if you're a sales leader and just want to spice things up and you want your team to have all of the resources, the tech and technique that they need, um, bring us in together as a team or, you know, have us do one session each. You know, there's lots of different ways that we can um, amp up your conferences, your virtual events, your in-person events, whatever that looks like. So hello at the smartersalesshow.com. We'd love to get creative with you and figure out how we can help you better. It's a great, great strategy. We hope we look forward to hearing from you. So, hey, Merit, yeah. tell me, what is it that you do after you take a break from your online meeting? Well, I pour myself a cup of coffee <laughs> in my Merit mug. Uh, <laughs> you know, after an online meeting... Um, Say you don't know. Say you don't know. It's a joke. I, I don't know. I don't know. Different things. I don't know. Oh, I'll get it. Well, there you go. I'll tell you what you do, Merit. You resume it. Get it? You resume it. Oh, that's good. Oh, well, you know, there you go. We can't, we can't be good at everything. I might not be good at uh, comedy like Merit is, but I'll tell you what I am good at. And that is tech and sales. So I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merit Khan. And you've been listening to the Smarter Sales Show. We'll see you next time. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com.